back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. East Strick. Nate Brennan. Once again, we are here every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Always go there to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Tap in, get a chance to check us out on the stream. We also welcome all of your comments on the stream. We take a look at them. We try to address them, as well as the Sutter Heyman text line that is always open to you as the fans, 402-464-5685. We are grateful to have a special guest today, someone who has experience of winning, having success, winning natties, and also being able to see the basement or the dungeon or uh, what else you could say, the bottom feeders at point of loss and just how troubling that is and what it feels like, but also to experience the success in winning. And joining us now on the Honda Lincoln Hotline is Cluster Johnson. So we're grateful to have him today. Cluster Johnson, thank you for joining us on the block today. My brother E. Strick, um, um, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, your angelic voice. Uh, My let man. Let me take that back. I don't know about angelic, but yeah, it's always good to hear your <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So class, man, there's a lot of things that are, are kind of going out there. The Twitter sphere is on fire. People calling for the, the head, you know, not, not our blockheads, our blockheads here that, you know, they're, they're, they're welcome and they're happy on the block here with us. But uh, there's people calling for the head right now uh, of Scott Frost. Uh, I know you had an opportunity to take a look at the game. Um, you know, you're, you're a staunch student and in intellect. You're someone who, uh, uh, loves to break down the games. I know you had a chance. I wanted to get you on Monday, but obviously I was traveling from Europe at that point. So uh, we definitely want to continue to get your takes early in the week. But now, after seeing the game, after witnessing what transpired, after observing what is now known the onside kick from, you know, from Diablo country, which is hell, um, an 11 point lead goes down the drain after that uh, uh, onside kick. So how do you view just what you observed? What are some of the things that you saw in the game that kind of gave you pause or, or was a little troubling to you? Well, you know, obviously, uh, I always have to preface by saying I, I, I bleed red. And when my blood comes out, it, they have little ends in it. So I'm, I am... Uh, a staunch husker, regardless of where my children went. Uh, I still care about the Nebraska football team. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears for five years, championships and, and friendships forever. So, obviously, I'm going to always talk about Nebraska football. I'm always going to uh, love it and believe in it. Now, focusing strictly on the game, you know, obviously – the onside kick has become a, a big deal, but being in, you know, just trying to put myself in Scott's shoes, I, I, I understand the the knockout blow. You know, you're up 28-17, you are basically not being stopped on offense. You, you, you're being able to do whatever you want to on offense. So 
even if Northwestern scores like they did, you still are thinking that they're not going to be stopped. At least they're going to, you know, Northwestern score. Hey, Nebraska can just go back down and put 35 up and get back up again. But as we can see, that's not what happens. Um, you know, it seems to and, – and, you know, I'm not on the sideline. I don't – I'm not on – I'm not in anybody's head. I don't know what anybody is thinking at that moment of time as a player or a coach. But what it seems like happened is that when Northwestern scored, like the air kind of went out a little bit, and they seemed to not be able to recover from that. And there was still a lot of time left, so that's that's what makes this whole thing tricky. Like, it wasn't over. So at that point in time, what you have to do, uh, especially when you got that leadership, you have to not not only just not only players, but you got to bring everybody on the sideline together, get everybody in that circle, and say, "Hey, listen, who's about to step up and make that play? Who's going to step up and, and and do their part? Do what you got to do to keep this thing pushing forward." And unfortunately for them, in this 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 uh, six seven game losing streak by by one score. Uh, no one has stepped up and made that play to put them over the top. Um, it seems to have gone backwards. It seems to, when the going gets tough and they're right in that tight game, uh, asses get tight. Uh, and hopefully I can say that on the radio, but it seems like there's a tightness that comes across. I wouldn't say everybody, but, uh, you know, a, a good majority of, Staff and and, and and players seem to kind of get tight. Cluster, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, a big statistic that it's been thrown out there is when you talk about those close games. Scott Frost now five and twenty one in those one score games. Um, do you think this is just kind of an indication that that's the kind of coach Scott Frost is, and this isn't a trend that can't be fixed? Or do you think this is something that, that we can put behind us and Scott Frost can kind of start to make that a better statistic? Um, <laughs> you know, listen, I, I'm I'm the ultimate competitor. I am the ultimate. Uh, I, I'm always trying to see things from a positive. And, uh, you know, I, I I can't answer that question. I'm going to be real honest with you. I can't definitively come out and say um, things are going to turn around. But you can look at history. You know, the history says this is what you got. But, you know, I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist. I would like to see things turn around. I don't care who do. I don't care who does it. I just want to see a leader step up and and get everybody moving in a direction where they feel like no matter what's happening in games, we're going to overcome it. And again, that, that comes from the leader that comes from confidence that comes from, you know, also it comes from obviously practice, you know, so uh, going back to my day and, and, and I know that a lot of people 
give starting to give Nebraska a hard time about the nineties and, and, and focusing on the nineties. But what I do remember is in practice we we had a lot of high leverage moments in practice so that when we got in the game it was it was just a normal deal to just perform. Uh I feared losing my job every day because we were pretty deep at each position and if you're if you're jumping outside, dropping passes, uh, you know, missing assignments, you, you're not gonna play. Uh, it's they're they're looking to replace you. Um, a lot a lot of people don't realize Coach Osborne was a savage man. He he was a great guy, but he was also a savage in that. If I drop a pass in practice or miss a block or whatever, man, he's looking at Coach Brown like, this is who we got. <laughs> this is, is this who we put on the field? Is this who you trust him to go out there for us? So there was just a lot of stress. You know, there was there, there was a lot of stress in practice. You know, everything being recorded. Um, just a lot of the details were paid attention to in practice. So when we got in the game, we were ready for that moment. And um, I think sometimes it's really hard when you just take a lot of athletes, this is their first time together, and just be cohesive. It takes a little while to become a cohesive unit. So, Cluster, one of the one of the things that I noticed in the game myself personally, and it's something that we all, especially as athletes, once we see this, or as coaches, once we see this, uh, we know that trouble looms behind it, right? It is the body language. That was something that I noticed uh, with the team uh, at many times during the game was just bad body language. Uh, no coming together. Each by each person had hands on hips, uh, slumping shoulders, helmets down when they got a first, you know, just different things like that. Not, but as you said, not who's going to step up and make the play. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be us? You know, there was none of that, right? How do you view that? Because I know, as you said, there were many times you guys found yourself in tight games as well, but no matter what the situation is, you guys stepped up to the moment. Do you think that the body language, how do you change that? Or who is it, who is it that needs to address that? Where does it come from? So how do you deal with that when you have bad body language, which ultimately leads to a, a, a continuation of losses? Listen, if, and, and I agree with everything you're saying. If I had the answer to that, uh, um, you know, I'd be a, a rich man, I think, because I could go down there and just solve all the problems, but they don't have to pay me to do that. But, so, but that being said, I think the only way you do it, and the, 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 the comment, you've heard this comment before, uh, pressure either is going to burst pipes or make diamonds, right? So that being said, uh, again, the pressure has to be put on you in practice. There has to be a lot of pressure. Um, when I look at the greats, when I look at people like Urban Meyer, when I look at people like Nick Saban, you know, I've had a chance to look at some of their interviews. I had a chance to look at just how they act sometimes, and sometimes they could come off like madmen because they're very passionate and they're very meticulous about 
what they want to see out of a team and what they want to see out of people. And that's really where it starts. Uh, players, just in my mind, and this is just my opinion, you got to have a little. You got to have a healthy fear of losing your job. You got to have a little healthy fear of your coach. Um, that he is going to, um, you know, make you pay for not performing. And and if you don't, you know, if you just gonna love on them, even you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes, and you're just gonna love on them all the time. I mean, then it's it's almost like there's really no fear there. Um, like I said, I, I had a chip on my shoulder towards Coach Brown because of certain things that were happening in practice. So in this environment, it weeds out the competitors. It weeds out people who are either going to fold or they're going to step up and compete. And sometimes with your coach, you're not always going to get along with him. It's not always going to be a great thing. You're not always going to like him. But sometimes it's one of those deals where it's like, I'm going to show you I'm the man here. And that's how I felt my senior year. I felt like I wasn't getting the respect I deserved based on previous starters. So I had to, I had to either step up and show him or quit and pout and leave. I chose the latter. I chose to say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm about to show you. And how I knew I accomplished that goal was I got the Native Son Award for the best Nebraska player on the team. And I also used to win the plaque after the game. Um, we would get a plaque for best positions. Uh, uh, you know, they give out a, a plaque for each position who played the best. If I didn't win that in 12 games, I bet you I won that plaque nine times. And I was mad that I didn't win it 12. That's how it has to be. Two-time national champion Cluster Johnson joining us right now. Cluster, uh, you say you're an optimist, and I love it. Uh, I think I definitely fall into that category as well. I I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts. What are some of the positives that came out of the game on Saturday? And and if you're trying to get people drinking the Kool-Aid again, make Husker fans optimistic, what would you say to them after seeing that performance? Well, I'm going to tell you, again, a good thing about Nebraska is what you've seen is in their losses, I mean, they've competed very well with really good teams. Yeah. Like, like they could have beat Michigan last year. They could have beat Michigan State. Like, that's what's crazy to me is they don't get blown out. They're right there. You're right there. But just like I remember uh, Tony Dungy was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was doing really well with it, but just couldn't win that Super Bowl. Like, he's right there, but he just – and then John Gruden comes in and wins the Super Bowl with him, you know. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Has Scott taken them about as far as he can go in, in regards to getting them to play well? And maybe that next step is the psychological part that's missing. Maybe the next guy or, or a person comes in and says, hey, listen, you guys are a good team. I can see you're, you play well against everybody. But psychologically, this is just something missing here. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe Scott and the staff finds it. You know, Mickey is there. Like, I, I you know, and I know Mickey Joseph got that dog in him. I, I don't know everybody else down there. 
I'd be I'd be lying if I told you I knew the other coaches and their mentality. I don't. I don't know them. I don't know what they say to their players. Uh, I know Mickey very well, and I know where he comes from. I know what his DNA is. Um, but that's the only element I feel is missing is the psychological part because I know you guys saw it. They're at the end, missed passes, drop passes, uh, you, you know, fumbles. You know, that, there were certain things that are happening that, like I said, in the, in the high leverage moments, that's the time when you actually step up Show and make up. that play. That's what the good teams do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Two-time national ch- champion Cluster Johnson has joined us, former Husker here on the block. Thank you, Cluster Johnson, once again, my friend, for joining us and uh, giving us your insight, man. Great perspective. Uh, we look to uh, maybe have you back, hopefully, after a better performance uh, this coming up weekend against North Dakota. Um We'll talk to you soon, man. Stay in touch with us here on the block, all right? Appreciate you. Have a good day. All right. That's Cluster Johnson. There he goes. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back with Shootout with Strick right after this. See if I can keep the win streak going myself. Uh, it's gotten real tight for me, too. But um, <laughs> I've been stepping up a little bit. But we'll see who's going to challenge uh, coming up right next after this. 93.7 The Ticket. TicketFM.com. 